Assalamu alaikum everyone. Happy, happy Saturday. Guys, I'm freaking out right now. My last episode was my most listened to episode yet of all of my episodes that I've uploaded so far. And I'm shocked. It took me a whole day to film that. I remember the first time I filmed it, I was like, no one's going to listen to me talk about myself for an hour. So let's scratch it. And I, I deleted it. And then the second time, which is the upload that I have now on my playlist... I was like, who's going to listen to me talk about myself for an hour? Like, who cares? And But I I, can't, I was so cautious the whole time. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it down. I'm going to delete it. Let's just leave it up for one night. Let's see what happens. I'm just going to delete it right after. Bro, it went insane. I was shocked. I got such nice DMs from people. I This brother from Australia, the sister from New Zealand, they DM me, bro. And I was just like, what? I'm shocked to see... That people from so far are listening to what I have to say about myself. And I'm always very, very happy. And I'm always very joyed whenever I see these DMs. Because it makes me feel like, you know, all of this is benefiting someone. And that makes my day. So like I said, my last episode was just a few of the things that I went through. And I was shocked that it impacted people this much. Because if I ever shared some of the other stuff that I really skipped over, that I really cannot talk about... Y'all will be blown, bro. I'm still blown to this day. I still think about some of those things today. So it's quite long. One thing that I did not really touch bases upon, and these are two things that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. A lot of people said they liked longer episodes, so inshallah, I'm going to try to make this one longer. But there are two things that I'm going to be talking about. These are two very, very heavy topics. So the two things I'm going to be talking about is purpose and finding yourself. And I'm going to be sharing the journey that I took throughout, you know, all those hardship, all those hardship and all those things that I went through and how I created myself and how I created this purpose that I'm trying to fulfill today. And by creating myself, I don't mean like, you know, creating myself. That's only what Allah can do. But I'm saying like, you know, build it up morals and personality and whatnot. Two topics are very, very heavy. And the reason why I say this is because people spend their whole life trying to answer two questions. Who am I? And what is my purpose? That's it. These two questions derive people's lives. I know people that are old, they still don't know the answer to these questions. So I wanted to share how I was able to direct myself to one, finding myself, which you guys will see. I'm not fond of the statement finding myself because you have to build yourself back up and I'll get into that. And two, how I created a purpose and my intake on these things and a bunch of that stuff. So if you're someone who's also struggling with those two questions, I hope that this episode will be of use to you. So for some background, for those who probably have already seen the last episode, you guys will know what some of these things I'm referring to are. But basically, so just some quick background. I had a horrible relationship with the Hajjad. My relationship with God wasn't that great. I used to just pray. One point, I was literally on edge. who did not even know if Islam was the truth. Was deceived and betrayed by like a bajillion of people. And I was a mess. Especially my ninth, 10th, and especially like kind of like my 11th grade year as well of school I was a mess I was dragged down I went through a lot of things that I did not share in that and overall it just completely destroyed the person that I was it made me someone that I didn't want to be and there's a lot of things that go into that and I'm gonna get into that soon so essentially one of the things that I really had to learn the hard way was that I was never going to become the person I was before and this was something that took me quite some time to register. And I 100% used like to deceive myself. And I used to be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to become that person again. Don't worry. Like, I'm, I'm going to become like, you know, the old me again. And I was really much in that stubborn belief. I wanted to be that person I was before, you know, I moved. And I was here with all these brand new people in this new state. And I wanted to be the person I was before. And I was no doubt in my mind, I was convinced. I used to deceive myself and tell myself, I'll become that person again. I will. Like, there's no problem. I'll do it. And I was like... You know, part of my heart, it it felt like that would have never happened. And so I was very discouraged for quite a few years because I knew it wouldn't happen. But I like to deceive myself and tell myself it would have happened. Because in my mind, that was the perfect reality. That was the most perfect thing ever in the world that I'm going to become how I was before. I'm going to be the same amount of naive. I'm not going to be hurt anymore. I'm not going to be thinking about people anymore. You know, it's just going to be about me. And I'm just going to be like obsessed with the little things that I used to like you know I used to be obsessed with like candles and paintings and I still love those things I still love to paint I love to do Islamic calligraphy and all those things and I just thought like you know I'm just one day something's gonna happen I'm gonna magically miraculously heal and I'm just gonna go back to my little worries my little obsessions and I'm not gonna worry about all these people that deceive me and all these people that hurt me I, I thought that that was gonna happen that didn't happen 
I remember so many times throughout this, like I mentioned in my last episode, my best friend, I used to text her. I used to be like, I don't like the person I am. I want to become who I was before. And she never really knew what to say to that. And she was just kind of quiet. And she was like, oh, you know, you still are. It's just you're going through stuff. And I'm like, no, like, I want to be like I was before, like the way that I used to be all happy, the way that I used to never have to think about anyone else, the way that I never used to define myself through academic validation, the way that I used to not care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted that the way that I did not care. And it was one of those things that I searched years and years for. And I genuinely thought I would find my person self again. And like I mentioned in my last episode, I shared with you guys this one night in particular where I was just done. I had reached my limit and it felt like everything was falling on me. You know what I'm saying? The thing is that I've noticed myself as well is that we do not pinpoint why we're feeling what we're feeling. And I'm going to get into this and I'm going to explain to y'all what I mean by this. So when you're sad about something, you're depressed about something that happened to you, right? You are sad about it for how long? Maybe a few days, a few weeks. Some of us, we carry on for a few months, right? You're sad. But then what we do is we think about it. We think about it. We think about it. And we're reliving that same moment every single day. Not realizing that the sadness and this moodiness, this annoying, annoying feeling really We're dragging it out and we're unintentionally making it a part of our personality without knowing. So automatically, when you carry something that happened maybe in a week, maybe you know you went through a really bad week, you had some really problems going on, a lot of people deceived you, they left you, whatever, you're going to think about that week over and over and over and over and over again. And then at one point, you're going to be carrying so much stress and anger and the sadness and depression and whatnot that you're going to be like, why am I sad? Why am I upset? Why am I feeling this way? And you're going to try to pinpoint in your head. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm sad because, you know, this person deceived me. But your heart will tell you, no, 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 that can't be the only reason why I'm sad for this long. And that was something I always went through. I'm like, girl, there ain't just no way that you were this strong and you're sad about this person deceiving you. That can't be the only reason. And I used to dig for the reason. I really did. I used to dig it inside me. I'm like, but why am I sad? Why am I sad without a reason? Why am I like this without a reason? And it always, for a very long time, I felt like I was sad without a reason. And the reason why is because, again, like I said, you're sad about something that happened before. You constantly relive it every single day when it's in the past. And then you're wondering why you're upset. And at one point, you hate the person you've become because this sadness, this feeling of betrayal and whatever, whatever, this anger has become a part of you. It has burnt the goodness in your heart and the goodness in your personality. So now you hate the person you are. And then it starts a train of, I hate this, I hate that, I hate the person I am. Eventually leads to, I hate life. And that was something I went through as well. And I know that we all do at one point. So that was kind of one of the trains I was going through. And I was like, I just hate life, bro. Like, I ain't asked to be here, but I am. And now I'm going through all this crap. Like, I was pissed off. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. So like I mentioned that one night in particular, I was really trying to pinpoint why I feel what I feel. And I remember I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait just a little bit. And if I wake up for Fajr, there's something. There is something that I need to there. I need to go seek my purpose. And I need to go figure something out. Because there's something that's hiding. I don't know it. But there wouldn't, Allah wouldn't wake me up for no reason. You know what I'm saying? And I always used to tell myself that I used to think about all the other people in this, really in this world. You know, some people are famous. Some people, they're very successful in school. Some people, they are an amazing scholars. And I used to sit there and I used to think, what's the point of me? Like, I'm just going to be another average kid, another average girl. What's the point in it? And I used to ask myself this so much. And I used to be like, so what's going to happen? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to become a job, you know, get some type of job, whatever, make money. And then what? And that was it. And this, this journey just seemed dreadful to me. It seemed dreadful to live. And I didn't understand the purpose. You know, there's some kids that are very passionate about their career. They're like, I can't wait. I'm in my third year residency. Da, da, da. I'm going to be a doctor. That's like their dream. They strive. They're alive for. And I've never had that feeling for any career. Like, there's some stuff that I want to be. Yeah, I got goals. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not my all and be all. Like, I'm, I felt like I needed more in life than just that. So yeah, essentially in that moment, I was testing Allah's powers. And I mentioned this last time, that's the worst thing you can do. Do not ever do that. Astaghfirullah, may Allah protect us. But that's exactly what I was kind of doing. Kind of like, okay, you got a purpose for me? Then you will have to show me. Because I've been running around trying to find it, trying to do everything that I can. And it feels like I'm chasing after the things that don't matter. 
And one thing that I always, always kind of make dua for Allah now is, may Allah never make us chase the things that are not for us. Because that's the hardest journey to ever go on. And I have been on that journey too many times. And my heart cannot handle it. The journey where you go and you're seeking someone. You're seeking something. You're seeking anything. A condition. A situation. You're seeking it with your whole heart. Only to find out it's not for you. And it's like, man, I just wasted so many years of my life. Like, I wasted so much time. I could have just done something better. And I may Allah protect us from that. Because it's, it's a very painful journey. Anyway. So that day, I remember, like I said, I woke up for Fajr, and I heard the azan in my home, and I was just sitting there, and I was just about to cry. I was just like, I'm tired. I don't have the energy. I don't want to get up. I don't want to pray. I don't understand why Allah still brings me back to pray. And one thing about me was that in that time, I was still very punctual on my prayers, and alhamdulillah, I still am. But I, it was just kind of like that type of thing where I was like, okay, I'm just going to pray and, you know, get it done. It just wasn't a feeling in my heart. And... I used to just wonder, like, why is he calling me back to pray? There's no point in my prayer. My prayer sucks. I used to think that, really. Because I was just bored and I hated it. May Allah forgive me. <laughs> but I was just, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all go through that phase where the prayer just feels like a burden. That's what it felt like for me. But I didn't know that those prayers that I was forcing myself to do was the only thing keeping me grounded on this earth, really. So I prayed, and then I remember I just laid back down after Fajr, and just i just had nothing to do like i had no tears i was too tired to cry it was so it was bad you know at one point after carrying so much depression and sadness and sickness and all these things my body genuinely became tired and i i look back at that and i feel so bad for the way that i used to treat myself i used to like be shaking all the time i used to just sit there in bed thinking about just like, you know, the worst thoughts and like my body was felt like it was about to flip. My heart felt like I was going to drop any moment. It was just bad. Like, and you know, one of the worst parts is the fact that anytime I used to sit there and try to pinpoint it, hey, what's wrong? It would be, I don't know, I'm just sad. And that's the thing The I don't know why I'm just sad. That is a big problem. And one of the big things that I didn't have was a purpose. And my parents and even my family, they always used to tell me, like, you know, you need to have a little bit of goals. Get some goals out there. I'm like, y'all not understanding. I got goals. I want to become something. I want to become successful. I try, I'm trying my best in school. Like, I was, I never gave up on that aspect. I still worked my hardest when it came to school. Still worked my hardest when it came to, you know, whatever I wanted to be career-wise. Never let it go. But... It just didn't make me feel alive. And my parents like, you need to set small goals for yourself. Go do something productive, da-da-da, get a hobby, you know, all that. And they were right. They were right. And the thing is, it's just so hard to devote your mind in a hobby when your heart is broken. It's so hard. And I tried. I remember I used to sit there. And it was it was the most cutest moment ever, actually, I think about it. I had these little watercolors. And at the time, like, again, like I said, I moved from New York. So a lot of the stuff that I had, I had to let go of. Because um, my mom was not going to let me bring junk across the states. Okay? So I had to let go of a lot of things. And I had these paints. And I love those little paints. and like little watercolors. Um, they were very nice. I still have them to this day. I love them. I wonder where I bought them from. They were so good. But um, I used to take that and I used to paint little stuff. I used to paint flowers. I still paint flowers. I love it. And I, I was, I just, it just brought me comfort. And then I remember I, as I started painting more and more, I was like, I kind of enjoy this. So I remember I, at one point I ordered like a whole set of paints and I, I still paint to this day. But I remember whenever I used to paint, and it used to be just pitch silent in the room and everything. And I used to just be sitting there. I would just randomly sometimes feel the need to break down and cry. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. They tell you that if you have a broken heart to distract yourself, to do things, to go out there and grab a hobby, go party. That's not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything. Trust me. I've tried so many different hobbies. I would try to do so many different things. And it wouldn't break me any, any escape. Anyway, after that day, after I woke up for Fajr, I was like, all right, so there's something out there. I just got to find it. And I got to find myself and I got to find this purpose thing that we're talking about. And for a few months, maybe I think even a year after that, I wasn't able to do it. I didn't have the energy. And that's the thing. Sometimes when your heart is so drained and you are so drained, you don't have the energy to get up and go find it. You don't have the energy in yourself to do it. You just want God to throw it on you. That's exactly what I felt. I just wanted God to kind of bring it to me. And I always used to say, I was like, Allah, you know I'm tired. You know I just don't have it in me. So just bring it to me somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I always used to ask him. But the thing is, healing and recovering, these things, they take hard work. They take lots of energy. 
they take a backbone girl you gotta get up and you really gotta push yourself you gotta want it bad and i i wanted it bad but i was too scared to get up and hurt myself not finding what i was looking for you know one thing in particular i always remember was anytime people were like what do you want to be when you grow up i'm like i don't know i hate i really i'm not a fan of really any subject like i don't hate school I just hate the way that they grade stuff. That's besides the point. I just never felt passionate about a lot of the stuff in it. I just never found it interesting. Um, So I always used to think, what am I going to be when I grow up? Like, there was just no purpose, no aim, no nothing. And I tried to really go out and seek many different things. And I was like, I'm going to become this. I'm going to become that. But my heart never felt at rest. Fast forward a couple of months, like I mentioned, after July 4, um, when something happened. I After that, for a few months, like I said, it was... August, September, October, you know, I was really trying to drop my habits and try to let go of everything. And that first root came from letting go of social media. When I say I let go, I let go. Like, barely anyone had my number, deleted everything. And let me tell you, if you are trying to soul search, delete everything. You won't ever regret this piece of advice. For the first one month or so, you're going to feel like urge to go back in, to log back in, to check. And it's okay to feel that. But at one point, bro you're gonna be so powerful that you won't even care to go back and see who's posted what on their story and who got what to say you're not gonna care because you're worried about yourself and that's how it should be so i remember after i deleted everything i just kind of sat there and i was like okay so now what do i do now who do i talk to and i was like i don't have anyone to talk to i mean it's not like their advice helped me anyway so what do i do and like I mentioned, this was this time when I started listening to, you know, Naman Ali Khan and Mufti Mink and all these people. And I was just obsessed with what they had to say. And hearing their words made me happy. And this was also the time where I started a TikTok account. And I was just kind of, you know, just kind of posting little videos on there about Islam and whatever. And whenever I posted these videos, I would always get such nice comments. And it started to interest me. Because at first, the reason why I started the TikTok, fun fact, random thing... The reason why I started, you know, this whole branch of whatever I do now is because I was very sinful. And I was like, okay, you know, if someone listens to my words and they feel better, maybe that'll be like a good hasanat on my end. And then that way I'll be, you know, be rescued a little bit. That way I'll have something on my skill to rescue me on the day of judgment because I don't have anything. I'm not a good person. I don't have any good deeds. So inshallah, if someone listens to what I have to say, they feel better. Allah will reward me and that was my intention because I was again I didn't have the energy to get up and do anything good I didn't have the energy to go soul search and gain knowledge and education the only thing I could do was sit there on YouTube listen to a few lectures and then I'll go on TikTok and I'd upload a few videos and it was really easy and I just felt like you know I felt better about myself really it just kind of felt like a way to feel better like I was you know doing something at least and one thing I always used to think about so much was at least when I die, these things will stay on the internet and I won't be ashamed of it. I won't be upset when I die that someone's going to listen to this and they might they might feel happy. And then that will benefit me even in my grave. And that was something I used to tell myself. So that's why I really continued and I have started off doing it. And I remember my TikTok videos, it was really strange. I didn't expect them to go anywhere, but, you know, kind of start off got like 200 views. And then some of them were getting like 1.3K and I was like, huh? Why y'all viewing my video, bro? Why, why y'all actually watching this? I don't got that account no more. I think I mentioned that. <laughs> I don't have that account anymore. But I was just kind of like, why is it, Why are people watching this? Okay, this is interesting. So I started doing it. And as time came, I wanted to start making more content. So I was like, I gotta get, I gotta find a little niche. I gotta find a little bit of something to do. And so I started, I think it was Hadiths of the day I started doing. And I think it was like a Quran verse of the day. Like cute little stuff like that. And subconsciously, while doing those things, I ended up learning stuff myself. Because I was so in a pursuit of passing it on to others that I ended up learning it myself. And then I started telling myself, I'm like, if I want to benefit people, I got to learn some things myself too. There's actually, I think that there's a hadith about this. That do not tell other people to do good and do it yourself first as well. Like, do good things yourself before you, you know, go out and tell everyone to do them good as well. So anyway, eventually I kept posting. Then at one point, I got lazy. I stopped posting. And I just stopped going on there as much. Like I said, I made a video about raising awareness on a few stuff. And then after that, my TikTok videos would not go out there. They're getting zero views, which means it's shadow banned. And then after that, I lost hope. And I was like, all right, we're back at square one. I cannot spread the word anywhere. I am not in the mood to do anything. So now what do I do? Throughout this whole time, I was telling everybody, I was like, I want to become the person I was before. I want to become the person I was before. 
and that's where I messed up. And that's where I didn't realize a lot of stuff. The person that you were before, you know, you went through all the sadness and depression and trauma and all these things does not exist anymore. You went through these things because they were going to become a part of you, either in a good or bad way. You get to decide. You going through depression, going through trauma, going through these bad things, they could benefit your personality in a good or bad way. They can either make you so bitter that you're going to hate everything and hate this world, or they're going to warm your heart and make you kind. And that's going to drive you to become a better person every day. You get to decide. Trust me, you do. Sometimes it's uncontrollable. Instantly we grow bitter. We instantly grow hard. And I was like that too. For quite a few years, I was very hard-hearted. I didn't care who I hurted. I didn't care. But then as time went on, eventually I realized that I was in control of the way that I took this trauma. I was in control of the way that I took this depression. And that I have the energy to derive it positively if I want to. So it became really difficult for me to find the energy. But this is where it's all going to line up. The problem that we have created with purpose and with finding ourselves is that we believe, first of all, let's talk about purpose. We believe that purpose is going to come and hit you in the head one day. You're going to wake up and you're going to, that's it. Allah's just going to send your purpose and it'll be sitting on your nightstand and here you go. This is your purpose. That's what we believe. That's not, that's not how it works. Your purpose is a mix of your strengths, your weaknesses, and your passion. Now you're going to say, well, I don't have any strengths. I'm all weak and I don't have a passion. This is where religion comes into play. You're going to find out things about yourself that you did not, did not, I'm sorry, did not even have the slightest idea about when you start worshiping Allah. Because who knows you better than the one that made you? Can I be honest? I feel like I don't really know myself some days. But I know that Allah knows me. And so when I need to know more about myself, I turn to Allah. And I think there is something about that. And there's a hadith. Man, I'd be reading them and they just be slipping out my brain. Like I know them, but I just don't know them exactly for me to be put them in here. And I don't want anyone to quote me wrong. So if you want to find out about yourself, you need to turn to your creator first of all. Because this whole little soul searching and I'm going to go party on Friday nights and then, you know, try this on Monday, try this on Wednesday. That's not going to help you find yourself. That's not going to help you find your purpose. You're going to have to go to God for that. You're going to have to take it up with him. And you're going to have to ask him to shed some light on the direction that you need to be heading towards. And one other thing that I really, really hate, and I've used this phrase throughout the whole episode, finding yourself. I hate this phrase. I hate it. And I've used it throughout this episode just to kind of make it sense for you guys. And now I'm going to explain why I hate this phrase. You can never find yourself. You can't. You're not going to find yourself. What are you finding? You are just a human body, flesh, and there's a soul inside of you. That's it. That's all you are. So who are you and what are you going to go find? You have to make what you want to find, okay? Whatever you're searching for out there, it doesn't exist yet. You have a body, you have a soul, and whatever you want to become, whatever you're searching for, you have to make it. And I tell this to everybody. Imagine this. You are sitting here impatiently waiting for a delivery from Amazon to come that you never ordered. Why are you going crazy waiting for it? Why are you searching for it? You never ordered it. What are you looking for? That's my point. You are just like that. You are not going to go find your purpose and find yourself in a little closed box and open it up. And oh my God, like I found myself today. No, it's something that you have to do for the rest of your life. You have to create it. And that's the part where we all mess up because we don't have the energy. Yet, for some reason, we have the energy to go seek every single corner of the earth to, quote, quote, find ourselves. You're not going to find yourself if you don't realize that you have to make yourself. You have to make these habits a part of you. You have to make good habits a part of you. You have to let go of negativity. You have to make sure that you have good people in your circle. You have to make sure that you are surrounded by people that truly love you. If the people that you are surrounded around do not treat you better than the way that you treat yourself, what is the point of having them around? Ask yourself that. You need to go out there and not only try to find a few things that you love to do, which is a hobby or something like that, but don't devote your whole time to that. That's the thing. When people think of finding themselves, they instantly think, okay, I'm going to go try out like a hundred different hobbies and see which one works for me. And then that is me. No. Yes, you should do that. Yes, you should, you know, put some forth some effort and go try a bunch of new stuff. But that should not be your main goal. Your main goal should be to submit yourself to Allah. Because when you submit yourself to Allah, your identity will start to form. It is Allah that builds us. You know that, right? Like we're here in a functioning body. It's from Allah. But the inside, 
that is also controlled by Allah. Your habits, the way that you act, your spiritual and emotional morals, your goals. These things are going to start developing when you start turning your attention to the one that has made you. Because who can know you better than the one that has made you? When you turn to Allah to help you find yourself and to help you find a purpose. Again, I should never say find yourself, make yourself, make who the person you want to become. You know what I'm saying? When you turn to Allah to do these things, I'm not saying that you're going to get a revelation and it's going to come down to you. And you're like, wow, I'm going to become a history teacher whose hobby is painting and I'm going to be collecting like butterflies. Like, girl, no, no, that ain't going to happen. But what will happen is that you'll find the energy to get up, put yourself in the right mindset, put yourself in the right habits, and you will start to subconsciously become a lot more aware. Your sixth sense will start to open. You will start to realize that, oh, this people that I'm around, they're wrong. This people that I'm testing, that I'm being with, they're not going to help me in the ahira. These people that I'm being with right now are only ruining my ahira. And you're going to start to realize these things. And when you start to realize these things, you're going to be able to make an effort. You're going to be able to move away. If you are so blinded in the lifestyle you live, no one can wake you up from that except Allah. And that's why you need to turn to Him. Let me tell you something. I was so blinded by my own deceival by telling myself that I was hanging around the right people. That I wouldn't get peer pressured. That I will be okay. That I can do this and I can do that and there's nothing wrong with it. I was so okay with justifying wrong things that my heart was hard and I didn't understand where I would mess up and it was not until I turned back to Allah that Allah started putting this burning feeling of guilt and like heaviness in my heart I remember this feeling so much and it's still here whenever I used to talk to this one specific person my feelings used to go insane my heart used to drop I used to be like Allah's not happy Allah's watching me Allah's, Allah's gonna be so upset why am I doing this and it used to be like a race in my heart that would have never happened if I didn't turn to him. And that's the point. If you want a change, you have to turn to Allah for the change. After you turn to him, you really truly sincerely repent and beg for this feeling in your heart to heal you. Slowly but surely, subconsciously, you will start to make the decisions that are right for you. Again, like I'm saying, it's not going to be a miracle. It's not going to be something like crazy. It's not going to happen overnight. It's something that might take maybe even six months. But you are better off trying to start your journey now than to start it super late in life and regret never starting it earlier. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to realize the harm of your actions until you have to step back and stop doing them. Okay? You're not going to realize that smoking five times a day is bad for you until one day something severely happens to your lungs. Then you're going to realize, oh crap, it's actually very bad for me. I used to hear that it was bad for me, but I never took it literally. Well, now look where we are, right? And same thing for the people that you surround yourself around. You're not going to see the damage that these people do to you until you step back from them and you compare the person you were before you hung out with them and the person that you are now. And if hanging out with these people drains your energy, it drains your emotions, it drains your iman, and it is draining your just your heart as a whole, why are you around them? If they're not helping you think about your ahira and the things that are to come, why are you with them? You need to question why you keep the people you keep in your life. I'm very, very strict now about the people that I keep in my life. The few female friends I have, girl, my circle is so small, but I don't care. These girls that I'm surrounded with now, alhamdulillah, bro, they changed my life. And majority of these people, they're not even in the same state as me. I kind of hate that. All the people that I truly love, they're so far away from me. But they've changed me. That's my point. They've changed me. One of the sisters has taught me how to feel alive at one point. That was my best friend. She taught me the purpose of life. She taught me to keep going when I didn't want to. One of this other girl that I met, she got me on the journey of really wanting to memorize the Quran, of wanting to, you know, do little things in my day to remember Allah. Another girl that I met who's so young, mashallah, she has taught me so much about being kind to people, even when you may not know them at first sight. And that's the thing that I feel like I struggle with. I used to. Whenever I used to meet somebody, I automatically hated them. I automatically used to be like, oh my god, I'm not, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't, I don't care. I used to be really bitter. But now, I'm literally in a group chat with these sisters that are from like the different parts of the world. And some of the, most of them are reverts. And we sit there and we talk about Islam. 
for hours, days. We're all texting up in there, sending voice recordings, laughing, having fun. And the reason why all of this is still so tight is because we're doing it out of the love of Allah. You get my point? If you're not surrounding yourself with people who don't treat you better than the way that you treat yourself, there's no reason to have them around. If I don't text in any of these chats for a moment, I don't text some of my friends, they notice. They're instantly like, hey, Hera, where are you at? They notice. They text me back. They try to check up on me. And that's my point. It's a little, little things like these. You need to know why you have someone around you. Does this person remind you of Allah? Does this person remind you of why you're here? One sister in particular, and I know she's going to listen to this. She listens to my every single episode. So this one sister in particular, I know she's going to listen to this. Like I mentioned, she listens to everything that I upload. She was my first, first, first supporter, bro. I When I used to get like six views on one video, she was there. She was the first person to ever DM me. She's, mashallah, actually a lot older than me. <laughs> and she knows who, when she listens to this, she knows I'm talking about her. She was a revert herself. And I remember she was the first person ever to ever DM me. And she DMs me and she's sending me these paragraphs like, hey, you know, sister, you're so young, but mashallah, I love the way that, you know, you talk. I love this. I love that. And she was so supportive. She was so kind. I remember her so much with everything that she says. And now today, let me calculate how old is she than me? Hold on. I mean, at least she's, I think she's at least five or six years older than me. At least. <laughs> Not exactly. But I sit here and I talk to her like she's 17, like me, and we're besties. She has my phone number. We talk every single day about we're just texting and texting. I'm like, hey, how's the work going? Like, we're always texting about something. And I know that no matter what happens, I can go to her. I know that I can talk to her. I know that she'll raise my iman. I know that she'll help me with my iman. And she knows that she can expect that out of me as well. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter where you create these group of friends or where you find these people. It's just about finding the ones that will make you feel like life is worth living, especially for your ahira. So whenever I look at these sisters and all these people in my life, I'm, I'm, I feel blessed. Because I went from hanging around the worst group of people and feeling terrified to leave these people. I was terrified to leave the group of people I was around. And the reason why is because I was so scared of being alone. I was scared of being alone, having to deal with the damage that they had caused me. And since I was so scared of dealing with the damage that these people have caused me, I wouldn't let go because I was too scared to deal with it. Y'all get my train point here? When someone has caused you so much damage that you're too scared to upfront the pain yourself. So you bury it and think that when you hang around this person more and more and more, eventually they will stop causing you pain and eventually they will heal you and you'll be okay again and that pain will leave. Stop getting in the habit of collecting red flags. Why are you doing that? The people that I was surrounded with didn't give me no red flags. They gave me red marathons. They gave me red parades, homegirl. You could be shining the color red in front of me and I'd see it and I'd ignore it. Because I was scared. I was scared of letting go and I was scared of being alone. I was scared of starting all over. I was scared of dealing with the causes and the negative emotions that they put in me. Sometimes look back at that and I'm like, girl, what were you thinking? Like, what were you thinking? That was a red parade marathon and you stayed? You stayed being friends with those people? Like, what? And it's not that they're bad people. It's just that the things that they were involved in at the time, and some of them have changed, alhamdulillah. But again, my point is, around that time, some of the things that they were involved in was some of the things that I should have never been associating myself with. You get my point? Because the person that I was looking for, the person that I was trying to be, this person with iman and the love of Allah and all these things, they didn't have that. But I believe that if I hung around them, eventually, you know, magically, my worlds would collide and it would develop in me and I would be okay and everything would be okay. You need to step back. You need to look at every single person around you. I'm serious. Make a list of every single person you talk to every day, every single person you're friends with, and ask yourself, why am I this person's friend? Is this person funny, but do they also cause me pain? Is this person really nice to me, and do they actually help me with my ahira? Is this person like the best friend you can ever have, and they actually care for me? Make a list and understand your purpose of being around with these people. The same group of people you are with right now can affect your ahira and be against you on that day. Okay? So look at why you're with these certain people. And if you know deepest part of your heart that you have someone that you need to drop, drop them. Don't even wait a second, bro. Drop them. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go in the most peaceful and kindest manner. Do not cause any drama. Let it go. Because you don't know when you're going to die. And you don't know how loyal this person is truly to you. You need to sit down, 
grab a piece of paper and write down why you're friends with every single person you are and what their purpose is. Are they actually helping you? Are they kind to you? Are they just there for a good laugh? Do you see yourself taking these people out of high school, out of your college, whatever? If you don't, then don't invest much time in them. I'm serious. This sounds mean. I'm not trying to say that, you know, human beings are not worth your time. But if it's someone truly good, then yes, they're worth it. But if it's bad, then leave them. I remember I used to be so scared of leaving the people that I was around because my identity was attached to them. People used to know me because I used to be around them. I used to be considered one of them. People started assuming wrong things about me because of the group that I was around. And so my whole identity is attached to these people. And I, when I had to let go, I felt like I was burning myself alive. Like every single thing that I knew, every single concept, identity, I had to let it go. And I had to start all over from scratch. That's what it felt like. And I hated it. I hated the feeling. It was really hard to deal with. Just because something is easier does not mean it's better. At one point, every day I would wake up and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go and I'm going to go fix everything with them. We're going to become friends again. It was easier for me and I was happier. I thought I was happier. I knew I wasn't. I mean, clearly, if you're in this much pain, you weren't happy. But just because something is easy, just because someone is easy, doesn't mean it's better. Hard things usually lead to better results. They usually lead to better paths. They usually lead to better people. And that's the thing. We think that just because something's easy, it means it'll give us happiness. That's not the case. Sometimes you have to go on that hard journey. You have to. There's nothing that you can do to avoid it. You can try to take a shortcut, but I promise you that shortcut won't give you comfort for long. So when it comes down to finding your purpose and finding what makes you you, you need to turn to Allah for that. You're so quick to turn to every single person on earth. Talk to every single person about it. Talk to every single person about your pain, about your problems and this and that. Why not just talk to the person that has made you? Like, bro, it's literally easier as that. You just talk to him. Just talk to Allah. He made you, bro. And when I, anytime people used to say this, I was like, you're out of your mind. Why would Allah want to listen to me? I'm the worst person. He's not going to listen to me. And that's my problem. For some reason, we have just subconsciously decided that we're going to go to hell and that we're not going to be forgiven. Yet none of us have even died yet. If you're listening to this, you're not dead. So why have you decided that you're going to go to hell? Why have you decided that you won't be forgiven? That's my question. Because as far as I'm aware, Allah has never said that he won't forgive. He said that he forgives all sins. So think about that. You need to start making yourself from scratch. You need to work on it again and realize that this trauma, this depression, this sadness, let it go. Let it go. Leave it where it was. I was talking to someone recently, and this piece of advice that this person told me, I heard it before, but for some reason, when it came from them, it just hit different. Sometimes, the best way to start creating yourself is to do two things, and these are the two things that really changed my life. One, turn to Allah and sincerely repent. After you repent too, let it go. Let it go. It's not coming back. And you know what? I'm going to share something which is all a bit personal. The easiest way to start off by creating yourself is doing two things. And these are the two things that I still do till this day. One, get on the prayer mat. Turn back to Allah and sincerely repent. And two, let it go. Let go of your past. And these two things, they sound easy. They sound like they might not be effective. But these two things are probably one of the hardest things that people do in their entire lifetime. One, turning back to the one that has made you after all the sins you've committed. And two, letting go of your past. Letting go of whatever happened, realizing that it happened for a reason. It was in the color of Allah and you gotta let it go. The two steps that you use to build yourself up and to create a purpose are probably the hardest two steps that you can do. But I promise you, I do these. I still do them. I've done them before. This changes your life. And I still struggle with this. And I'm going to share a little bit about that. The two steps are one, you turn back to Allah. Get on that prayer mat, start repenting. Repent for each and every single one of your sins with a sincere heart. And two, let it go. Let go of your past. Let go of the people you're around. Let go of every single bad memory. Let it go. And these two things, they sound easy. And you may listen to this and think, oh, that's, that's not effective at all. She's lying. No. These two things take people a lifetime to do. It takes people a lifetime to turn back to Allah. It takes people a lifetime to forget the people that have wronged them, their, their past. Some people live every day in the memory of their past. It takes a lifetime for people to do this. And I'm not saying that I'm excluded from it. I still struggle with it. Just two or three days ago, actually, I was sitting there before going to my math class. And I was starting to think about things. I woke up. I felt okay. I was going okay. And then I started thinking about some stuff. And I 
broke down. Like I was crying and I was just going through it, man. Like I was just feeling it. So I reached out to someone and I heard, and whatever advice they've given me, I heard it before once too. But for some reason, the way that they worded it, it just really hit my spot and it just, it warmed my heart. What they said to me, and I wanted to share it with you guys, was this. And Loki, just to give y'all some insight on the situation, I'm kind of laughing at it right now. Whatever I had on my mind, it was stressing me out so bad that I was sitting there, and the, I was sitting there, literally outside my math class, crying. No one saw me, don't worry. I don't like to cry in front of people. I was bawling my eyes out, sending voice recordings, and I was like, you know, this, this, this happened. I feel so guilty that I was just crying. And I just, I, I feel like they knew I was crying too, but they didn't say anything. And they shared this piece of advice with me that I wanted to um share with you guys. They said to me, where's the past? And I was like, I ain't in the mood for this right now. I'm crying. And they were just like, where's the past? And I was like, nowhere. And they were like, exactly. Like the past does not exist. And you're worried about what happened such a long time ago. It doesn't exist anymore. There's nothing that we can go back and change it for. And if you've sincerely repented, then it's time you let it go. And then I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And then they were like, same for the future. The future does not exist. And it doesn't matter how many times you like to think about it and worry that, oh, I'm going to become this, I'm going to become that. It doesn't matter because it does not exist yet. The only thing that exists right now is the present. And I was like, crap, you're right. And then after that, I, I wiped up my tears and I was like, yeah, let's go inside and saw some trig identities i sucked it up and i felt okay right after that and i don't even know why i guess it was just the way that they said it but it really warmed my heart and it made me so happy and ever since then i feel like i've let go of so much guilt and so many feelings that i've had because when you try your best in a situation you do not have a right to blame yourself when you've tried your best and every single thing that you do with every single relationship and people have still hurt you you you're not to blame you're a human being who can only do so much. And after you've done everything you can, you do not owe yourself that guilt and you do not owe yourself that blame. And when you realize that and you realize that you cannot control your past, can't control your future like that, all you got is the present, you will learn to be a lot more gracious to yourself. And that's something I wish I was. I wish I was a lot more gracious to myself. After hearing what they said to me that day, it truly made me feel a lot more gracious to myself because I realized I was like, I did whatever I could. And if I did whatever I could, then why am I mad at myself? Why am I thinking about the past? So this is what I'm going to tell you guys. These two things that I mentioned here, they're not easy. They're not. It's going to take you a lifestyle to do. It's going to take you a lifetime. Sometimes, sometimes it does. And you're not going to wake up and feel like it's all perfect. That's not how it's going to go. But to break down these two steps for you. One, turning back to Allah. Realize that you are never too sinful for Allah to forgive you. You're not. Allah's mercy is mentioned so many times for a reason. I've never seen Allah make a promise he doesn't keep. So if Allah's promising you that literally if you go and repent sincerely, he's going to forgive you. I know in our brain, it sounds insane. You're like, why would he forgive me? But he will. Because he made us like this and he knows we're bound to mess up. So of course, he's also going to give us forgiveness, right? If we expect good from him. So do not ever feel ashamed to go back to Allah. Because he's right there. He's listening to you. He's always been there for you. And he's watched you commit every single sin. And now he's waiting for you to come back to him. So go. No one's stopping you. You're stopping yourself. We think that Allah's far. It's not Allah that's far, it's us that go far. And that's why I think it's in the Quran where they say that Allah's closer to you than your own vein. Because we like to believe that oh, Allah's so far, he's somewhere, you know, just we don't even know where he is, da da da. No. You're the one that went far. You're the one that committed sins and went extraordinarily far from Allah. Not him. Allah's been here. Allah's been watching. You're the one that went far. So what you got to do is simply go on the prayer mat, start praying, start repenting. That's it. It's that easy. It's that easy to change our lives around. But we tend to make it complicated because we just can't believe in anyone forgiving us this easily. But we're not talking about just anyone here. We're talking about God. And God does great things. So when you are talking to your Lord, you should ask him for great things. You should ask him for big things because your Lord is the one that controls everything, right? So don't expect little. Don't expect like he's a human being. He's going to give you little things. No, you ask for greatness. You ask for great things. You're going to get those things. Two, let go of your past. This is something I still struggle with. No matter how many times you think about it, it's not going to change. If Allah is taking those people out of your life, it was for a reason. You got to let it go. 
Allah saw the red flags. You saw the red flags. You chose not to let go. Allah forced you to let go. Allah has seen things. Allah has heard things that we have not heard. You have to trust Allah more than you have to trust yourself. After you've repented, Allah has forgiven you. Now it's time that you forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the mistakes that you have made. Learn from them. And as long as you've become a better person from every single amount of pain, you don't owe yourself guilt. If it turned you back to Allah, forgive yourself. If Allah can forgive you, why can't you forgive yourself? Forgive yourself. Do it. I promise. It sets you free. You have a whole future ahead of you, inshallah. You cannot waste your life thinking about what happened. It's not that significant anymore. It happened. It's done. There's nothing me and you can go back and do about it. No amount of time is going to take us back there. No amount of guilt is going to fix what happened. So why? Why should we care anymore? But what you can do is take all that pain and subject it and make yourself a better person in your upcoming situations. And that's where healing comes into play. Taking care of yourself, taking care of your iman, taking care of your relationship with God. Put that into perspective. Bury yourself with the remembrance of Allah, with doing dhikr, and you will be okay. And I know hearing all this, you're probably thinking, she's lying, it can't be this easy. It is this easy. It is. It's not easy to get started, but once you do, and you're on this path, it's like a life hack. And no matter what happens in life, no matter what gets thrown at you, Islam doesn't promise an easy life, but it promises a life where you will have the tools to get out of it. And when you believe in Allah, you believe in what he has to say, you'll know that no matter what promise, no matter what promise anyone on this earth makes, it might break. They might let you down, but Allah's not going to let you down. This took me so many years to understand. And especially now I'm drilling it in my head like the past, you can't do anything with it. You can't hold it. You can't go back to it. You can only go towards the future. In this future, you're in control of it. You are. You're in control of how you're going to act. Of course, not, everything's in our, not everything is, you know, our status. It's also in the qadr of Allah. But you have a lot of things that you are capable of controlling. And when you give yourself the power and realize that, you'll be able to do a lot of things. You're not going to wake up and find yourself one day. You're not going to wake up and just get a purpose hit on your head. You're going to have to create both of these things. You have to create yourself from scratch again, from understanding who are you? What do you like to do? What do you not like to do? What makes you upset? What has hurt you this bad that you turned away from your Lord? What has made you this upset? What is going on in your life? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to sit there and ask yourself basic questions. I was actually once in this um, call thing a while ago with the same person. <laughs> um, and they were doing like this little group call and whatnot. We were talking about a couple of stuff. And they were pinpointing emotions like nobody's business. And it really made me realize so many things. This one girl, she was like, oh, I'm really stressed about something. They were like, why are you stressed? What is the type of stress? What type of stress is it? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? What is the stress? And that really got me thinking. And I was like, damn, girl, what are you stressed about? Like, and I, I started asking myself, that too. I'm like, what type of stress are you holding? Are you worried about what happened? Are you scared about what's going to happen? Because either those two things are not going to change of us worrying. I tell this to everyone. I had an episode on this. You worrying is not going to change anything. You panicking is not going to change anything. It's not going to change crap. You can sit here and worry and panic and get anxiety. It's not going to change anything. After you've cried, after you've prayed, after you've tried your best, let it go. There's nothing that you can do now. And you know, the thing is, I wish someone told me this when I was going through everything that I went through. And one of the big things that I needed at that time was forgiveness. To myself especially. But I struggled to do it. But now today I look back at that and I wish I was a lot more kinder to myself. And that's why I'm telling you guys, be kind to yourself. When you're kind to yourself, you, it's going to reflect. It's going to show. You're automatically going to become a lot more kinder to those around you. Which is so much is important that you're nice to everyone around you. You're going to become a lot more lenient. And I'm not saying that you should let people walk all over you. But you're going to become a lot more wise in your decisions. So forgive yourself. Forgive your past. Forgive the things that you went through. And realize that to develop a purpose, to develop who you want to be, this dream idea of who you are, who you want to become, it takes energy and it takes work. And you have to want it bad. You have to want it bad. But the place where it all starts off, if you don't have the energy, is the paramount. Even when you do have the energy, you can run around direct, directlessly <laughs> with no direction, think that you're going to find yourself you're not going to. It's guidance. It comes from Allah. It starts off with the Quran. It starts off with the prayers. And from there, Allah is going to make you more self-aware. He's going to make you more self-aware of the things that you should be doing, you shouldn't be doing, the things that you like, the things that you don't like. It's going to lead you to become a lot more wiser. It's going to lead you to develop your purpose. It's going to lead you to let go of some of the things that you do. And slowly but surely, you're going to notice your life getting better. 
but it all starts off with putting down your ego, putting down your worries, and turning to the one that has made you. Now, I remember when I was going through this and I did it for the first time, I felt great. I felt like, okay, cool, like, I feel better. I gotta keep doing this. Because I never felt like it was enough, you know what I'm saying? And that's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to know that you can always constantly go back and keep repenting, keep repenting. Allah's never gonna get tired of listening to you. I have sat there and cried to Allah about the same thing 500 times, bro. That's minimum. Minimum, bro, 500. I've cried about the same people to Allah so many times that I'm embarrassed. I'm like, bro, I'm back again, but I'm crying. Here it is. Look, let me tell you, I'm embarrassed. But who cares? Because who's going to listen to me the same way that Allah does? Question comes down to who's going to listen to me anyway, right? The way that I cry out to Allah, the way that I am with Allah, the way that Allah listens to me, that is a one of a kind thing. I'm not even joking when I say that a minimum 500 times I've cried to Allah. Minimum. Back in the day with the friends that I used to be around, if I complained about a problem more than like three times, they would try to distance themselves from me. I'm, I'm not that type of person. You could come cry to me 1,000 times about something. I'll listen to you. I'll try to my best to help you. But there's no help that feels as great as Allah's help. And I can't put into words how embarrassed I am even admitting this. I, it's embarrassing. And I sometimes feel embarrassed too. Like I laugh at it. I think back and I laugh at the things that I used to cry about. I'm just like, that's so stupid. Who cares? Like it's some of the things were so stupid, bro. I'm for real. And I'm just like, who cares? They're gone. The people that treated me bad, gone. You cannot let these people stay around you. And if you are the person who's treating yourself bad, realize that what you have is an amana from Allah. You have to gift your body back to Allah one day. You have to give all these things back. Your life is a currency. You can spend it the way that you want, but you're going to go back to Allah. We belong back to him. Be kind to yourself. Be kind and gracious to the way that you want to develop yourself. Your purpose, all these things, they're not going to come overnight. But they're going to come with patience. They're going to come with time. And they're going to come from Allah. And I sincerely think about this every single day. That if I never gave myself a second chance, I would never feel the feelings that I feel today. You did not go through all this to not at least see your happiness. I used to tell myself that all the time. I'm like, that's not fair. Why should I go through all this pain and at least not see my good moment? You deserve it. Know your worth. You didn't go through all this for nothing. You didn't bear all this pain for nothing. You didn't hang around all those people, commit all those sins, do all those things wrong, have all those nights of crying, anxiety, and depression. Da, da, da. You didn't go through all that just to give up now? Just to let go of it all now? Just to let loose and be like, all right, it's over. No. You deserve to see the happiness. Don't you think you deserve it? Hang on. Hang on to your little thread. Hang on for dear life. Do not let yourself fall. You are closer to where you want to be now than you ever were before. And believe in your power and in the power that Allah has blessed us in his own power. Believe in the power that Allah will put inside of you to get all your tasks done, to get your hardships through. I promise you, things are going to get better. Inshallah, this episode was beneficial. I hope you all loved it. I tried to make this a lot more longer than usual which is kind of weird for me because I don't make long episodes, but everyone really loved the last one. They always ask for long episodes, so that's why this one's a little bit longer. If you have anything you would ever like to DM me about, talk to me about, shoot me a DM. My Instagram is the same username. It's the same on every platform. Feel free to text me. I'm here to listen. I'm here to take care of y'all. Remember y'all, and may Allah bless each and every single one of you. Assalamu alaikum.